0: Usable tips and support to fire you forward into becoming that best version of you, plus some special guests along the way. You're listening to Strong Confident Transform. Let's get started. Hello, hello, welcome to podcast 100. 100 podcasts. I can't believe you're all still listening to me and you're not bored of what I've got to say. Um, this is quite a big milestone for me, you know, like a hundred podcasts. Like this is massive. Um, and I can't, I couldn't actually have planned it any better. Right. The last podcast of 2022 is my a hundredth podcast. How epic. So a little warning on this podcast, um, It's going to be long because in this podcast, I'm going to be interviewing real life women, real women with real stories, inspirational, motivational, empowering stories. They are members of my membership site, of my tribe, and they are going to bring to you their experiences and what they've achieved. And what I hope will happen at the end of this podcast is you'll get to the end And you'll feel inspired, motivated, and your brain will just like be so open to the bigger picture of what having a transformation is all about. Because a before and after picture speaks like lots of words, it shows you what that person has done. But for me, it's never about the pictures, and it's always the stuff behind that the changes that happen that no one gets to see, that no one gets to feel or experience. It's that stuff that is so absolutely amazing. Um, And my ladies are going to talk about that in in this podcast right here. So I've got some inspirational stories coming to you. This podcast is definitely a longer one than usual, but this is number 100. So celebrate with me. Um, I want you to post on your social media and celebrate this is my 100th podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it on your social media page and help me celebrate number 100. So here we go. Enjoy this podcast, guys. Give me feedback. Let me know how you felt at the end of this podcast, I want to know, and you know, my next one will be number 101 in 2023. Enjoy, guys. Hey, you're here, you're on my podcast. How exciting is this? Is the most exciting thing in the world, um, so. This is my officially my 100th podcast. So, I wanted to interview real life people. I wanted you to hear from my people, my tribe and some really cool stories. So, hi Emily. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited you're here. This is so <laughs> exciting. And you know, like, I I I racked my brains over who was going to come on my podcast and Emily was like, "Yes, I have to have Emily." <laughs> She sends me pictures of her bum every day. I love it. (laughs) It's the most exciting thing in the world. So I was like, I'm going to ask her. And she said yes. (laughs) So here she is. So, Emily, tell us a bit about you. Tell us about you and your life. All about me. Thank you for having me.
1: Um, So I... I'm Emily. I officially turned 30 as of January 2023, so um, I have a plan in mind. Um, I love eating, I love going out with friends, I love being social, um, I have been married for five years as of April, um, I have a little boy who turned two in September, so he keeps me plenty busy. Um, always on the go Um I officially work part-time but I do full-time hours so that keeps me extra busy if my little one didn't but yeah, that's me in a snapshot
0: I love it and like you, you were like I work part-time out I work part-time <laughs> No, you don't. I was like, no, no, you don't. I was thinking in my head, no, you don't. Officially, I work
1: part-time, but I do full-time hours. So, um, yeah, my hours never are never the same every week.
2: Keeps Which,
1: me plenty busy.
0: Definitely. So so tell us a little bit, because what I love the most about your story is your postnatal story, basically. Like, yeah. your pictures one day you're going to let me share your face (laughs) because your face is my favorite part of your and your bum as well but your face because like after you'd had your little baby you kind of lost your body didn't you yeah hundred percent so tell us a little bit about how you felt um postnatally how you felt about your body um and kind of tell us what how you felt at that time so I think being pregnant during the pandemic
1: was one thing um I think I'm a very tactile person and um having like social distancing and all those sorts of things meant that I didn't have those normal like safety blanket things Mm. around me like people friends like I'm a really social person so having to be um by myself because my husband was working was quite like isolating and like very lonely basically so my pregnancy wasn't the pregnancy that I thought it was going to be because I wanted to to do all of like the photo shoots and do all the fun bump painting and all of those sorts of things and you know for my friends to feel baby kick um and I never got any of that um so then when it came to, to giving birth, we were very much in our own little bubble, and it was literally just the three of us. Um, we did see family and friends, but like very much at a distance. And so um, when my husband went back to work two almost two weeks after giving birth, it was almost like, here you go, that's it, run with it. This is you now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so lost. I just didn't know what to do with myself. It was very much... Um, you have to find like a new identity of being mum and not just Emily. Like I wasn't Emily anymore, I was I was just mum, and I mean just in the nicest way possible, in the sense that everything else kind of comes second and yeah. and that new little person is is all you. Um and I think because everyone else came first that's where I started to feel really like lost and a bit insecure because everyone like he, he came first and it was right. I'll think about brushing my hair later and I'll think about having a shower once my husband gets home and then I haven't eaten for the last six hours. So I'm going to eat whatever it is I can leave on the sofa and kind of pick at. Um, I wasn't drinking enough because he was my little one, would fall asleep on me, and my bottle would be on the coffee table. And I'm like, Oh, I can't wake him up, so I can't reach my bottle. And I and I, everything just kind of I don't know, I really lost myself in the sense that I didn't have an identity. Yeah. Um, yeah and in that time, we moved as well. So that was another thing. We moved yeah. to a much smaller village as well. So I was very much used to where we were living previously. Um, If I wanted to get out, I could put baby in a pram and walk. But here, I walked to a shop even, even if it was just to grab coffee. When we moved here, no, I have to jump in the car and I'm 10 minutes from anything. Um, So that was a bit of a shock. Yeah. So I also felt a little bit like betrayed by my body in the sense that um, I'd I'd birthed this life and I'd, you know, I'd given everything to to him and then I had sciatica in the last few weeks of my pregnancy which yeah. really hit me like a ton of bricks which stayed after my birth as well so I couldn't find a position to get comfy in Yeah, and then I felt like it was easier just to, to get baby to fall asleep and then just to sit down and just to, to chill
0: rather than to actually do anything for myself so yeah. it was a bit of a it's really interesting like that I think that whole like I felt betrayed by my body like I really felt like that after I'd had not after I'd had Phoebe because I learned from the first time around but first time around I felt betrayed like when I was coming out the hospital I like I'd bought these pair of leggings that I thought I would just put on I was like because my body you know like I'm in the fitness industry like I've trained all my life and I haven't really gained a lot of weight because I didn't with my first. And I was like, but well, hang on a minute. Why did none of my clothes fit? Like, yeah, literally. And I think it was acknowledging that although I felt so different. better,
1: yeah, I felt better in the sense, not what so I say better, I felt like I was back to normal in the sense that I was no longer pregnant, so I didn't have all of the symptoms that went with pregnancy. Yeah. But my body didn't work the same way. No. And it was just
0: acknowledging that I think and
1: learning a, that, a bit of a struggle
0: yeah and it's like now I need to learn how to work with this new body of mine mm-hmm. rather than what I see yeah. a lot of the time is women working against it all the time like mm-hmm. and it's just finding like this new way so you've obviously achieved so much like thank you so much <laughs> like your tell us a bit about what you've achieved and kind of like what the training and um having the support and the accountability and all of that of the site how it supports your life I in your question I was like how it supports your badass life because (laughs) I'm just so proud of what you've achieved but like tell us a bit about it so I think in terms of
1: my achievement I still I come to terms with it like now still um I'll get back from the gym and be like I can't believe I did that or like I'll put an extra set of weights on there today like I'm really proud of myself but yeah, it's yeah. I think it's still something that I'm I'm adjusting to yeah um I have always always struggled with my weight as in what an actual number is yeah um and I find it so triggering like I think it's from years of doing like slim and world and those types of things where I based my progress so much on what the scales said rather than what my body was doing yeah um so I don't actually know how much I weigh because the thought of getting on the scales I think would still throw me like so my husband actually hides the scales so he knows where they are
2: cool.
0: like I think that's yeah. an achievement on its own that you don't weigh yourself anymore like it's yeah. a huge achievement like and of course like I'm not I'm not someone that says don't ever get on the scales like don't ever weigh yourself because some people get a lot from the scales but yeah when you start building lean muscle and when your body shape starts to change by resistance training and all that stuff, like, the scales just mean nothing. Yeah, 100%. Well, and the funny thing is, i mean everything.
1: <laughs> like you said earlier about how many pictures you've seen of my bum. I don't think my husband's ever seen me nude in photos so many times.
0: I'm like, yeah, look at this. Look what my body can do now. <laughs> I just love it. Like, that makes me so proud. And this is exactly why I wanted to interview, because I was like, there's so many mums out there that think that that, that's it for them once they've had a baby. It's like, oh, that's my body ruined forever. Or um, like, you know, I won't be sending pictures to my husband anymore because my body's ruined. And you are the exact example of somebody who has gone, I'm important, my body's important, it's important that I still love myself postnatally, I've got a baby, but... I'm actually important too and all of this that you've achieved and I actually feel like because I've known you a long time I feel like your body right now you love the most you've ever Uh, loved it 100% uh, without a shadow of a doubt
1: and actually one of the things I was going to say with you earlier like I I have um or had should I say like a folder on my phone of, of like pictures of my body throughout the years that I kind of um, was like using as inspire, And I'm like, Oh, you know what? That's, that's where I want my body to get back to. And it was, it, it could have been from like 10 years ago and like no one's body looks like they do 10 years ago. No. Um, but I look at the photos now and I'm like, do you know what? I don't want my body to look like that because I want my body to look how it does now. Like yes. I've, <laughs> I've just acknowledged the fact that my I think my body has always been quite curvy and I mean that in not, I don't mean in the sense of like, you know, big curvy, but I just mean, I think I've always been like uh, an hourglass sort of shape anyway. Um, And I think from having my little one and doing all the training, I think it's really like emphasised that, but in a good way. And now I think I look at my body and I'm like, damn, yes. Yes. I love (laughs) that. I've just kind of, I've just acknowledged that that's how my body should be um and also one of the things that I found after being pregnant was where I didn't breastfeed my boobs felt like they were huge and then nothing completely nothing and then since training I've just they've just come back and I've just been like where where did they come from like and I don't know if it's because I'm supporting like the muscle tissue or what but I'm just I'm so so here for it like 100%
0: I think Um, I think lifting weights gives you helps you build that lean muscle like round mm. your chest area so I think it gives you like a bit of a lift yeah
1: I'm here for it definitely like they're not bigger or anything like that but they just they just don't droop do you know what one of my things is I can take my bra off and my sports bra off and they stay in exactly the same place I'm so proud of it I'm like (laughs) look at this
0: mine definitely don't stay in the same place <laughs> but I think the other
1: thing that I think I've had to acknowledge since both being pregnant and training is that food is fuel rather than a punishment. Which like, a and thing. I'm, I
0: mean, like, that in no, the sense like, it's like one of my biggest ethos is like, yeah, is like, like and it's so important and that switch can be made like Mm -hmm. you are living proof that this stuff can be changed it's just about putting the effort and the time into it right yeah it's
1: acknowledging the fact that if I want my body to do what I want it to do then I need to put good stuff in it um Mm -hmm. like it's very easy for an for me as like a like a previous not yo-yo dieter but like a dieter to be like oh if I don't eat that maybe if I leave it a couple of hours and then I'll just have that then then I might see the results a little bit sooner but it doesn't actually work that way and then I if I haven't eaten properly I know it because when I go to the gym I can't I I don't feel as good as I would do if I'd have eaten properly basically
0: and I love it because basically what you've done is like training has become something you can't live without and 100%. when that happens you then say well if I can't live without training then I need to fuel myself properly so yes. that I and do that because yeah. you're a working mum you've got a young baby like there's lots of stuff in your life so it's like I can't afford to get really really tired no. or feel really really like lethargic because lethargic, they to yeah. be able to do these things so like it's awesome and I
1: also think part of um uh, when I knew i cracked it was that I I used to kind of get in and out of the gym as quick as I could and do those workouts literally I'd be like right 20 minutes oh right I've got five minutes left right? oh yeah right now I'm done see you later yeah. um whereas now I'm like right I might be in there for half hour 45 minutes an hour but it's my time and I use it yeah. as like as if I go in there and I'm like right well, I've got a foggy brain that time is just mine love regardless it. of what I do there like it's, it's my downtime and my husband knows that and my little boy knows it he knows it. as soon as my trainers come out he's like mommy you going to the gym but I'm like yes oh, <laughs> I'm
0: going to the gym. He knows, <laughs> and this is like this is mega stuff because like he's watching his mum take care of herself. It's really important. Like, he's going to go forward knowing that that's a normal thing to do. And, like, just going back to your time, like, it's exactly the same as me as well. When I step out of the house and I go to train, like, it is just about me. It's, like, my time to nurture my body, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people would say what I do to my body isn't nurturing it, but it's good for me. (laughs) Like, it makes me feel great. It changed yeah. my mood. Yeah, it, and that's it. the it.
1: stuff, it. it's that. Um, I think previously I'd have been like, "Oh, you know what? I'm in such a foul mood. Like I, don't, I don't even want to go to the gym. I'm just gonna go home and put my pyjamas on." Yeah. Whereas now I'm very much like, "I've got so much in my brain, and I feel really pent up. If I just do that, then I know I'm going to feel better afterwards." yes and my husband knows it as soon as I come through the door he's like you're going out to the gym tonight I'm like yeah it's <laughs> a gym night tonight
0: <laughs> yeah and like the people around you start to notice because mm. they're like and even sometimes even I say it I'm like oh I'm so tired I'm not sure I'm gonna go to the gym um and my husband and the kids all are always like no you really should go <laughs> they just know I'm the nicer person when I'm taking care of myself. So it's like, this is big stuff that you've achieved because it's like stuff that's going to last a lifetime, which is really cool. So my last question to you is, if any mums are listening to this, like, and they've been thinking about like starting that journey, um, what bit of advice have you got for them?
1: I've, I could not be more honest when I say that. In order to give the best version of you, you need to come first. Yeah. Um, And I think it's it's hard to get out of the mentality of thinking you're being selfish. Yeah. But if you don't do you, how do you expect to help anybody else? Yeah. Like, I think that mum mentality is that everyone has to come first, but I don't know how you can kind of give all of you if you aren't the best version of you, basically.
0: Yeah. uh, And like, that's the best advice because it's it's like a hard thing to overcome. It is.
1: And I think it's little things. Like I think probably in the last maybe year or so I've realized, like I've really found myself and I've realized that by making little changes um, and doing them often, it becomes like a really it's familiar and it becomes like a habit and it's easy to maintain. Like I think it's also realizing that making time isn't actually as hard as you think it is. Like there you could sit on your phone and scroll for half hour. Yeah. And then at the end of it you're like, oh I probably should have got up and gone to the gym. But then actually like if you're already up and dressed and you're ready to go then there's one less excuse to do it. So that's always my thing. Like, if I know Saturdays I'm going to go to the gym, the first thing I do in the morning is put my gym stuff on because yeah. I'm then I'm ready. Like, there's no, oh, I'll probably jump in the shower and then oh, maybe I'll think about getting dressed. Like, if it's already there and you're ready to go, like, I've got no excuses.
0: And the thing is, you've built these habits. Like, these, this stuff doesn't happen overnight. And I think no. that's an important thing for people to realise too is that, These tiny little steps, they all add up. And, like, when you posted your photos into the forum, my (laughs) mind was blown because I know how much your body's changed, like, more than anybody in there, more than anyone in that group knew, uh, didn't, like, more than anyone in that group. And when you posted them, they blew my mind because, like, this has been, like, over a period of time and – I actually don't think you'd ever show me those first pictures. No, I (laughs) hadn't. And like, I was amazed by it because these things happen in like bit by bit by bit. And I think it's like remembering that those consistent steps that you do every day actually then equate to the most amazing results. And And I think uh, what was really nice about
1: like posting those photos was that I actually just felt like I'd I'd found that confidence to be able to do it and I even said at the time you know I've I've actually plucked up the courage to be able to show everybody because those first photos and that's the reason why I had to crop my head out or when you did it because I was just so embarrassed and I didn't want to acknowledge that that was how my body looked yeah um and I think at the time when you take those photos you're like oh it's not as bad as I think it is and then I think, looking back, I'm like, wow, I I can't believe that my body was in—I don't want to say state. That's, I don't mean like that, but I mean I it was mean in that. in that it looked the way it did. Um, and your
0: face—it I mean, was your face. <laughs> the unhappiness, like you—that's right. Mean, yes. you were not a happy person. Like, no, not at all. You were not it happy. Was,
1: I couldn't find clothes that fit and I didn't want to buy new clothes because I was embarrassed at how much weight I'd put on because I hadn't put on the weight during my pregnancy it was afterwards
0: yeah
1: um and it was I was then wearing my husband's clothes which made me feel horrendous in the fact that I was wearing his hoodies and his trackies and like his shorts and stuff and then it was I I had these one pair of jeans that were always like my pre-pregnancy yeah I feel really good in these jeans and I just stupidly put them on like two weeks after giving birth thinking, right, if I take photos and I'm going to remember how I felt at that time and then that's going to inspire me. And now, oh, just the, the, the fact that I did that made me realise how insecure and how lost I was yeah. at that point in time.
0: Definitely. But... but- the big part of <laughs> i knew i knew by interviewing you it'd be so amazing because i hope this is, it like inspires other mums that yeah. were in the position you were in like that time that you took them first photos and 100%. and like this isn't just for mums that are just like 6 months postnatal or a year postnatal like you could be 7 years postnatal and you yeah. still haven't found that um, found yourself so like I really hope this inspires loads of mums to kind of go oh my god I need to do this for me now and like it's time um, yes. so Emily thank you thank, thank you for having me for to share your story um, and thank you for being my 100th podcast
2: woohoo
0: I know I loved and, it um, thank you so much for coming and I hope this inspires lots of mums and thanks for coming See you later. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Be good. And amazing Emily and her story. I hope that you all feel really empowered, motivated and inspired. Next up is the amazing Kelly. Um, I hope you enjoy listening to this story. I hope you get some inspo and some motivation so here we go, Kelly. Kelly, welcome to my 100th podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming on and thank you for saying Me yes. Me too. It's so exciting. The podcast that you listen to every no week, problem. you're now going to hear your own voice. How do you feel about that? <laughs> That's-
2: that's crazy! Absolutely crazy! Just to hit that, I'm going to be on there with you. It's like, oh my god! It's yeah, so exciting. mental. So, mental. Um,
0: my hundredth podcast. I wanted to bring real life into my podcast and to talk to real women that have gone through all the stuff that I've talked about in the last hundred podcasts. So, and I was like, Kelly, I want her. I'm going to ask her. I'm going to. I'm going to send her a message. <laughs> And proposition her and she said yes so that's awesome so kelly just tell us a bit about you tell us about you your diet history okay. and where you are in your life right now
2: okay okay so I'm Kelly I'm a 49 year old hairdresser and a mummy but my my kids are obviously old older yeah um, i a menopausal which, you know, at 49, I think most women are, and it's just a a real crap time where you lose yourself a little bit and you just want to be you the way you've always known yourself. But it just takes you out of that. Um, But I do actually feel I'm in the best place that I've ever been, really, Um, diet-wise, fitness-wise, exercise-wise, just my whole mentality has swung to the Vicky PT way. What can oh, I say? I love you it. You know, and, it's, and it, like, it's amazing. like, quite a yeah.
0: dieting history, right? Oh, just
2: crap. Just like your, your normal slimming world, Weight Watchers, lose a bit of weight, gain that and some more back. Yeah. Uh, sit in that group where you've got to, you know, almost be ashamed of what you've, done on the scales you know oh you've only lost this week or you've gained a little I mean that's so demoralizing isn't it it's not it right is. to put women through that it, it isn't but
0: at that moment in your life you you knew no different like there's many women that are probably no, sitting, sitting in those groups already like going and thinking it's a yep. normal thing and it's not until you get your eyes open to other ways that you realize yep what those moments did for you and how they they wrecked your relationship with food really over the long Absolutely. term.
2: Absolutely, because like uh, oh you know, you can't have and you've spoken about it before, Vicky, yes. uh, you can't have that avocado. Oh God forbid that you have to sin an avocado. I mean for the love of God, you know, it's like looking back on it, I'm just like, I was so institutionalized with that hope be that yes that is a good word I yes. love that word yeah it is it's very true and yeah. and you just you feel as a woman oh I've got to go to that group I've got to sit there and I've got to do this yeah. um but like I say uh, earlier on this year when I found you that that was just absolutely bullcrap <laughs> um, <laughs> you know there's no other word for it and so for where- me
0: when you found the site and you found you you did the 20 day didn't you yes loved that yep absolutely and like before you did that where were you like how were you feeling about you were you cuz a lot of women that join the site are kind of a are like oh my god this is my last resort like i can't be doing this to myself anymore like yeah. were you in that pl- place or when you signed up did you think um oh here's, oh, what- here's another diet for myself to to go on, sort of thing.
2: No, I I think it was it was coming off the back of the Christmas. Yeah, where I hadn't over overindulged, but you know you do. You have mince party, you know, all of the normal Christmas stuff, which is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but going into January, I just had that um, I don't know that spare tire, that uncomfortable, bloated, horrible feeling, um, and I was just like something's got to change yeah. i'm i'm 50 next year which was a real catalyst for me um i thought i can't go into another decade of my life feeling like i do when are you 50 a uh, july next year woohoo woohoo i
0: love that that's <laughs> yeah. so cool and yeah. i think um I think a lot of women are also scared to try something like the site because yeah. they've been brainwashed for so long with like all the other diets and all the other the stuff that went on. But um, tell us a bit about what you've achieved and how it's affected
2: your life and how it continues to support your life. Absolutely. I mean, like my mindset is just, I, when I started this, so I did the January, the 20 yeah. days of, and and it was a a complete revelation I I remember sending you messages going oh my god I loved it and this is what I love this yeah this is blowing my mind this is a revelation and it really is I mean you know that you can actually eat food and you can actually like you know have a life but alongside that it's your mindset that changes which is just just phenomenal really for me absolutely um my friends I'd, I'd got friends or clients that had joined your site, and I'd, so you've been popping up on my newsfeed and on my Insta for a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you were definitely on my radar, but it was January that made me do it because yeah. I thought I thought if I don't do it now, when am I going to do this? And I didn't want to be I knew it wouldn't be a quick fix because yeah. your site isn't a quick fix, it's a yeah. lifestyle, definitely so i didn't want to start this with it giving myself the pressure of like oh my god i've only got 6 months yeah so january for me was was really good because that gives me a really good run at it yeah. but um i mean i have lost weight um but that's like a byproduct yeah really um i have lost just over a stone which is amazing yeah but what i find but what i find absolutely just blows my mind is the 36 and a half inches I've lost so from my whole body
0: like, and the thing is like you're you are menopausal we can't get away from that so like yeah. whenever a woman is going through that time in her life the scales are definitely something that we should be put in the bin right and uh, it's I, like 100 percent focusing on those I, inches like that is a massive amount of inches and like
2: It's so cool. I I look at the tape measure and I'm just like, and I show people and I go, this, this is what's come off my body. I mean, it's just phenomenal, you know, and most of that, well, it's all over, but a lot of it is around that, that middle bit, you know, and I've, I've sort of got my waist back and I've got shape, whereas menopause robs you of that. It does. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. It does. Yep. And you found a lump for exercise. Oh my God, Yeah yeah because it's just you're lifting like it's resistance training it's just oh I've been in there and done a live tonight with the lovely Donna and love um, you know it was like it was great I loved it and it makes me energized like so you know I have been tired over the last couple of days but literally today in I go and um, I've come out feeling really really good and I think um so Emily, who's also on this podcast,
0: we were speaking about when training becomes something that you can't live without. Like it's a, it's one of my big ethoses anyway. And it's something that I'm, that I, I bleat on about in all of these podcasts about once you get to that point where training is something you can't live without, like Mm -hmm. you've got, fueling yourself differently anyway because you're like well if I don't fuel myself properly then I can't do that workout because I won't have the energy and I'll feel too lethargic so it all just starts coming together and it's like this big thing just clicks in your brain and it's like I have to live my life like this because life not living it like this wasn't as happy as what it is right now so um I think you should be super proud that you've got to that point where you've persisted and persisted and now training something that is just in your life, right?
2: Training is something that is a huge part of who I am now. And if I don't do it, I get so uh, moody. I get really aggy with myself and I'm like, I've got to do it. But I've also found that it's not as hard to do to, to make myself do it and and by saying make myself I don't mean that I just mean you know it it's I want to get out there and do it because I've got a, a little gym set up in my garage so yeah. you know I have to walk out the door and I'll be honest with you on d- nights like tonight it's oh damn cold God. yeah it's damn cold to go out there and you know but I've got a little heater and you yeah. it warms up and then literally a couple of minutes into the training I forget about it anyway, and I'm happy to be out. exactly. And and going back to, like, saying, oh, like, it's not that hard to make myself.
0: Like, we all have to make ourselves sometimes. Like, Mm. I do, but the difference is it's like when you get to a point where you know it's more painful to not do it than to do it, it's not that hard to click that discipline muscle into place to just go and do it. Um, That's right. That's right.
2: See, I've I've been on a couple of holidays this year where – before I wouldn't have trained but I did. yes I did yes I love it yeah yeah and I would never
0: have done that and this is like one of my favorite things is I love watching you guys like evolve through the journey like at the beginning it's like oh this is a bit hard and why am I doing this and I keep like someone posted into the group today saying like oh I do it for this long and then I can't And it's all part of the process, like failing at at the beginning is all part of the process, isn't it? And then it's like you watch someone evolve and watching you um, put your posts in of you training on holiday was a Mm. massive like fist pump moment for me because it's like that's the next like part of your journey. It's like now I'm going to go on holiday and train because it makes me feel so good. I I need to do it like and it's just really cool because that's when everything's all the mindset stuff starts clicking into place and it's like no she's doing this now because it's more painful to not and that is super cool because it means that it's going to be a long-term thing for you a hundred percent I totally agree with that yeah
2: 100%. yeah and I love
0: that it's awesome and and it's like it, you said earlier about being moody when you don't like my family send me out the door like if I'm <laughs> if I'm aggy and a bit snappy they're like are you going to the gym um and i'll be like well yes i am but i'm a bit tired and they're like please go because they know when i come back i'll be a completely different person and like these are the things that people don't i find people won't focus on it's not just about mm-hmm. your body it's not just about changing your body like it's all the other stuff like what else does training bring to my life and Absolutely. i think once that starts coming into play it becomes so much easier
2: yeah, I totally agree with that as well yeah 100% and the thing is I said earlier I think um, I don't know if it was last week or the week before but I just I said to someone and I think it was at the conditioning class I just wish I found you earlier yeah which that's I love. my one thing. I
0: overheard you saying that and it made me like want a happy cry
2: yeah <laughs> because because that's true you know it's yeah. like why didn't but I can't I you know, I can't live on why ifs, what ifs oh, and stuff like that. No, you You've just yeah. got to, I'm here now, I'm present now and that's it. But yeah. yeah, it was just like, oh my God, why was why was I not finding Vicky like 10 years ago?
0: Yeah. And you know, like all the people in your life must really notice the change in you as well. Mm. As in like your children yeah, and your do. husband, just like how different you are with it all. Yeah, yeah
2: totally, cool. yeah. I'm definitely um, a lot happier and my son goes to the gym. So we've got, you know, we've got that in common. We talk about, we talk about muscle groups and we talk about Woo! traps and we talk about this and we, and, and my biceps, you know, I'm like, I love
0: okay. it. I love it. And it's got all of these carryovers that I think people don't open their mind to, you know? So the big question yeah. I want to ask you to round this off today is like, if, there was some if someone stood in front of you and said like oh I want to start my journey what would be your one bit of advice to someone
2: just do it don't even think about it because along the way even if you sign up to the site along the way there's so many like-minded ladies you're yeah. you're the top you're the top of it you know you are boss lady we know that I am boss lady. but anybody <laughs> you've you are boss lady. And anybody you can ask questions to and you'll always get an answer. And it's like a little support group. It's absolutely amazing.
0: It is and so I would amazing, say,
2: isn't it? It really like, getting is. Getting support,
0: I, I think, is like people underestimate. I I hear so many women say, Oh well, I should be able to do it by myself. But I'm like, but why should you have to do it by yourself? Like, I think there's no better way of succeeding when you've got a community around you and somebody to turn to when when the shit hits the fan which naturally it does because it does in any journey that you're on you need someone to turn to you need some people to turn to to go am I doing this right or like Mm. how can I do this or like someone posted in there tonight going help like just putting that plea of help out and I think it is everything in someone's journey
2: without a doubt so, I yeah, I mean, I was so, after my 20 days and it was a choice of do I sign up, I didn't hesitate and I wouldn't no. have hesitated no. because you kind of think, why would you walk away from such a, a an amazing group of people? Yeah. Yeah. And like I say, you're you there to support, you're there to, to, you know, speak to, to message, to yeah. ask questions. Um, and it's just, yeah, no brainer for me, no brainer at all. I love it. Kelly, thank you for coming on my 100th
0: podcast. How how awesome (laughs) that you're part of that. So when you listen in your car, you'll be like, oh, it's me. I know. That just blows my mind. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Thank Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Thanks for being part of it. Thank you. No problem.
0: Bye. Bye. Kelly, you're amazing. Thank you so much for talking on my podcast. So, it feels a bit bitty today. I'm sure this podcast has felt a little bit bitty, like me coming in, bringing, and then adding another audio in, then adding another bit in. I'm sure it's not felt polished and perfect, like maybe some people would make their 100th podcast. But you guys know, I don't polish it. I don't fix it. I don't write scripts. I don't Spend huge amounts of time editing these podcasts. I just want to bring you real stuff. So I really, really hope you've enjoyed listening to this 100th podcast. I felt really inspired by this and I've really enjoyed interviewing real life people. So it's going to be something that I continue with going into the new year. And I'm going to bring you an inspirational um, story in January. That I can't wait to bring you. But I really hope you've enjoyed my 100th podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Emily and Kelly. And, you know, like, I feel super proud that I have stuck with this and I've got to number 100. Like, it's a big milestone for me. Over 22,000 downloads. Like, whoop for me. I'm definitely gonna cheers to myself this Christmas. And look back over the year and say, well done me, because, you know, not enough of us look back at our achievements and go, damn, I've done so well. Like we're always looking at what we haven't done right or "Oh, I could have done this better or I could have had 50,000 downloads rather than 22,000. But hey, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud that I've got this far. I'm so happy that you've all listened for this long thank you thank you thank you um have the most amazing christmas my podcast listeners have a wonderful new year and The Vicky PT podcast will be back in January with lots of banging topics for you to listen to and probably some random talk like you get from me all the time. So thank you to each and every one of you that have taken the time to listen to me. It means the world. Have an amazing Christmas and I will catch you all in the new year.